so welcome. Thank you. This is a this is a test to see if it's helpful. Uh, maybe it'll bring a little joy. Maybe some ideas. We're we're not looking for pearl points on how to do this, but maybe we'll learn some things together. You don't realize things you're learning. People have not um, don't know about, or maybe some folks will comment and share some things they're learning, like Judith or um, others who are joining us. Um, so Beth and and Greg Neal, they are married for how long? Fifteen years. 15 years and co-pastoring for eight and a half, eight and a half, yeah. eight and a half years um, in Westminster Presbyterian Church in Portland. Y'all may remember them, you General Assembly junkies out there. They were up front on the podium, uh, part of, but more importantly, part of the Committee on Local Arrangements for the General Assembly. Um, quick side note, Beth knows what I'm going to say. My, one of my favorite plenary presentations ever <laughs> was the preview in Detroit, praying for Detroit today, at the Detroit Assembly when Beth was previewing the Portland Assembly. It was, it was epic. Not, not everybody waits around on Saturday morning. <laughs> but anyway, um, just such gifts. And they're also a parent of both a dog and a daughter. I won't say, you know, which comes first. Um, daughter, and, <laughs> most days. Okay. The, most day. And um, just uh, thank you for taking the time today. Um, we're not going to take too long, but um, hopefully it'll be helpful. So why don't you just share a little bit about more you'd like, think is important about your context. And, and maybe in addition to that, just talk about, you know, what has given you life? What is continuing to give you life? Um, it's a vocational call question. You know, Howard Thurman talks about we don't need to match up what the world needs and what, you, you know, your joys. But what is it that makes you come alive? Because that's what the world needs. Or as Katie Cannon says it um, or said it um, is, you know, what is the work your soul um, must have or has has needed to have? And and that's a question that's changing. So I'll just uh, I'll pitch it over to either one of you uh, to start and and answer answer those questions as you'd like. I'll do the context pretty quick. We're in okay. an urban setting, Portland, Oregon, um, uh, medium to larger size congregation. Um, like many congregations, we're uh, skew older. Uh, variety of um, uh, abilities in terms of our technology, which has been uh, interesting for us to learn about. And uh, we have um, a fairly um, uh, large uh, staff compared to many Presbyterian churches, and we're aware of that. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Yeah, I would say we're urban residential, and normally we have one service on Sunday mornings, uh, traditional, warm. Uh, let's see, yeah. It's traditional, but not stuffy, as I like to say. Um, and music is important. Music is, music is very important huge. to the congregation. Uh, yes. I call us high church light. <laughs> okay. um, so what gives you life right now? So what, gives, what has continued to give me life is uh, daily prayer, uh, now a little more public than it had been, and being able to create something every day. And mm -hmm. uh, I got into paper mosaics a few years ago. Um, but right now what I'm creating are worship videos, which is actually super fun. And I'm so glad that I have a 14 year old at home who knows how to make <laughs> iMovies. So it's a great family activity, but it really is um, a creative outlet for me. And what, 
Well, I just want to hear, did you say you have a technology consultant at home? Yes. That's right. Yes. Fourteen-year-olds. We're getting the board. Right. Teamwork. Um, the thing for me is watching creativity. That has been amazing. Watching, uh, I'm on a Facebook group that uh, a pastor leaders, PCUSA leaders, fascinating to watch what's happening with different mm -hmm. folks. Um, thank you notes are giving me mm. life. I'm realizing that I've always thought thank you notes were important, but now more than ever, being able to thank people. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, Beth and Sarah and I uh, do comfort TV. And so we're watching some really <laughs> fun shows right now. You, do you have a uh, do you have a uh, recommendation or two uh, on the show side? I know everybody's looking. Everybody's asking that question. So I have not. We have not watched Tiger King because I need to make sure they don't harm any animals before I watch that. <laughs> but um, anything that Mike Sure does, The Good Place, um, Parks mm. and Rec, The Great British Baking Show. Uh, I we've been doing a lot of baking. The show Making It, which is hosted by um, Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, which is sort of like crafters and makers competition. Uh, we really enjoy that. Two movies that we really like that people might not have seen yet. Jojo Rabbit is really. Although really... it, it is, does take place in Nazi Germany. Yeah. So you kind of have to put it in context. Be and aware. Knives Out. <laughs> Knives Out. We recommend Knives Out. The movie. Nice. We use... Um... Common Sense Media, just to check some of those movies ahead of time sometimes to see what the recommendations are. But great, great ideas. I think it's interesting, both of you talking about doing creative stuff, but also watching creativity, engaging in it, um, and in some new ways. You talked about prayer. Um, I, I think, um, you know, I think of, when I think about sort of Genesis 1, I mean, and we talk about our creator. I mean, this is sort of one of the places to sort of center in it's it's not just a sort of artistic exercise right or or entertainment it's it's also a spiritual exercise i, I should have mentioned one of the things i admire about beth if y'all have not seen on her blog by the way also she writes hold fast to what is good um there's the matron saints and some other art that she has done and and it's it, the art and the spirituality kind of come together um and i think that and you're Sounds like you're able to do that now in some new ways. Why don't you talk about that? Some new ways you're pastoring, either one of you, um, in these times. You talked about doing the daily prayer um, more publicly. I suspect that's one of the ways. Yeah, we're doing um, noon Pacific time daily prayer on Facebook <laughs> Live. And it's kind of overwhelming as people, I'm going to tear up just that, as people join in and they're like, so-and-so's here, so-and-so's here. And it's like, oh, my gosh, the church is still out there. And that <laughs> has, I, and literally uh, two Mondays ago at about 10 o'clock, I thought, you know, I think I'm going to do daily prayer at noon today. <laughs> and I, I did it. And so Monday through Saturday, that's what we do. Um, we're trying to keep worship going. And for a congregation that loves music and loves mm -hmm. our organist and right. hearing organ music and a 50 to 60 voice choir, this is really hard. The choir misses singing together. Mm, the congregation yeah. misses hearing the choir. So we have three opportunities for Sunday worship. As I said, my daughter and I put together a 15 to 20 minute worship video on iMovies. And we get different members of the congregation to read parts of the liturgy. Because I think mm -hmm. something that people are missing is seeing each other. So we try to have mm -hmm. a different faces. 
Yeah. Age of ranges, age of time at the church, you know, all of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. We also do at when we would normally worship at 1030 on Sunday morning, uh, Facebook live worship. That's basically announcements because you have to have announcements, <laughs> um, scripture reading, sermon and prayers. So that doesn't have music. And then we also on our website have um, an order of worship. So you can read the liturgy with links to the music that the organist and choir would be doing if they were there. Because, again, very music oriented. Music. The big thing is reaching those who don't have the Internet. And so yeah. on Sundays, right. we send a copy of the sermon manuscript um, and sort of what would be our uh, what we call our announcement page that would go in the bulletin just to let them know what's going on. One of the things that we've learned is sort of the TED Talk model is that um, 18 to 20 minutes of anything right now because people's ability to concentrate mm -hmm. is pretty low. And so like our worship service is like most past, uh, most churches uh, an hour. Ish. The, ish, uh, the videotape that Beth is doing is 15 to 18 minutes. When we do the worship live, we try to keep it to no more than 20, 25 minutes. Uh, we're getting really good feedback. Uh, people don't mm -hmm. have to just sit and pay attention the whole time. Not that you do that in, when you're together in public worship, but this, I would recommend sort of a goal of 18 to 20 minutes for most folks. I know some churches are trying to do as much as they can live for 40, 45 minutes, and that gives life for some, but for our congregation, 18 to 20 minutes is pretty good. It's enough. I also want to say that our deacons and Stephen ministers have stepped up in a way that is just stunning. Well, I wanted to hear, I wanted to, I wanted to hear more about how you're meeting those kind of pastoral needs, which are not just for you as pastors. By the way, Greg, just come a little closer to, to Beth. Yeah, thank you. Don't want to lose you. <laughs> Sorry. So but, the deacons and Stephen ministers have stepped up, and they are uh, just going through the church directory, calling folks, checking in on them, finding out who wants to be called every week, every two weeks, doesn't need another call, who needs pastoral follow-up? Our colleague, our associate pastor, Lori Newman, um, is really overseeing the pastoral care, but the three of us talk several times during the week just to say who needs a call from a pastor, what are the public prayer concerns, and what are the uh, private prayer concerns, and people have really appreciated getting that call. Yeah, I think no matter what size church, I think somebody in the congregation loves to talk on the phone. And, right. Uh, you know, right. How do we find that? Because I, I think for us, the gift of, of, of having a little larger size, but the idea that the pastor has to do everything, no mm -hmm. matter what size church, if you have 10 folks who are worshiping with you or a thousand, there still are some uh, ways for us to use each other's gifts and finding people who love to be on the phone. There's got to be somebody. So it's yeah. been good for us to watch others do that good care over the phone or at least hear about it. So. I'm seeing how time, our time is flying and I'm going to take your guide. If y'all have the time to maybe shift out to about 18 uh, to 20 minutes. So we'll keep going for people who want to stay with us. Um, I want to shift to the leadership kind of side, the administrative stuff, the governance stuff uh, that you do. And, um, but I, I wanted to tie up one thing with pastoral care, hospital visits. This is a whole new world, right? Um, so I'd love to hear your response, how, you, how you're handling that. Well, just advice, not, not firsthand, but this is what we're hearing. Uh, there are chaplains in hospitals um, and yeah. 
we need to connect with them because we're trying to model that we're not going into hospitals and nursing homes and things like that. Tell them about Lori, though, with Bud Frimuth. Oh, we have a retired uh, minister in the congregation who's in a retirement assisted living community. And today, our associate pastor, Lori, and this man's son are doing a sing along of, uh, is it oh. somehow with him? Because we're, as Greg said, we're trying to model, we're not doing those visits, which is not to say you can't call or ask the chaplain to go in, but um, for their sake and ours, we're, we're not doing that. And that's hard, um, but that's what the time we're in. Great. How about on the, and by the way, hello there, Byron, Wade, and Raleigh. Um, <laughs> he's saying hello to you all. Um, uh, on the leadership administrative side, I mean, I mean, getting, getting the checks written, you know, um, the stewardship side, that's another part of kind of that leadership side and government. How, how does your, your session operating? What are some things there you're finding and learning and is life giving and to you? Right. So um, two things I just highlight for folks, because of the size of our session, this works for us. It won't work for many. Uh, we formed an administrative commission made up of, mm -hmm. uh, of Beth and I and some elders, and we're just paying attention to the finances. And the session has given them authority to make decisions that we're not trying to do that. Oh. We're just doing it as quickly as we can and trust with trust. So we have a chair of stewardship, a chair of personnel finance administration and Beth and I, the treasurer, the treasurer and the clerk of session. So for other folks, they might not need something like that, but that's been really, really helpful. We've been able to make quick decisions and that have been able to move fast. Um, the stewardship thing I would say is that's kind of one of my areas I'm fascinated by. Um, if you're a pastor and you don't know what people are giving and you don't want to deal with that, you need to find out right away from whoever knows who's giving to your church, who's given in the last month and send them a thank you. You, you, all you have to mm. say to them is, you know, uh, Beth is our financial secretary and she shared with me who's been able to make a gift in March. I just wanted to reach out to you and thank you. Yep. Whether it's an email, I know people are getting right. different information about handwritten text. text. Um, yeah, text. But it's worth as a pastor um, and friends, it's not your stewardship chair or your finance chair unless you <laughs> have a, an elder or somebody who's in charge who's got that kind of relationship. But the pastor reaching out and saying, thank you for your gift in March. Today's April 1st. That would be a good good thing. And don't should on yourself, as they say, it's 12 steps. Should. <laughs> should on yourself. <laughs> but, you know, try to do a couple. Uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that's been the two helpful things for us as the administrative mm -hmm. commission and, and writing thank you notes um, as fast as we can that honor the gifts that people are making. Because we also are always saying, we understand that right now many of you cannot make gifts. We, we say that as many different ways as we can. We also make clear how you can give to the church, online mm -hmm. giving, send a check. Um, and in terms of just the function of the church, the way our offices are laid out is we can have two people there that are like 10 to 20 feet apart. So there's one person in the office every day because we need to get mail. So we can process mm. those checks that are coming in and we can get mm -hmm. our bills. Right. Um, our uh, bookkeeper, we've worked it all out. So there's one person in the office every day. Mm -hmm. And other than that, we had a virtual staff meeting yesterday that was good. Um, but we're trying to keep the functions of the church going mm -hmm. safely. 
And you did mention Zoom bombing early. <laughs> so yes. You might inform people that they just need to Google Zoom bobbing if they use Zoom. It's just something to learn. Man. Uh, yeah. I mean, so it's about if there's a public Zoom link, I mean, anybody can join you and maybe not for not for good. Nextchurch.net linked a really helpful article about that. I think it was just yesterday. So okay. go there. That's they're, they're great people over there. Well, as we're, I'm going to go with your 18 minutes. We could probably talk a long time and I actually would like to talk with you. I'm, I'm going to circle back uh, on a more personal topic you're reminding me of, but I'm just so grateful and know that what you're doing is making a difference in the lives of your community. I'm sure in your church and you can see it in your faces. Um, I think that you're doing it together um, as co-pastors, but also, you know, you have people taking different pieces, doing the hymn sings um, with folks over the phone and um, they're, you know, help, help that your daughter is, is pitching in and, and using her gifts in some new ways. You know, not doing this alone. It can be overwhelming. I mean, um, my, Elizabeth, my wife, keeps telling me we, we can't do, and there's a lot of articles about this, we can't do the same amount of work even that we were doing. And in a way, you know, when you're online, it's like it never stops. I mean, <laughs> um, so please do. And I know you do take care of yourself and do, take those walks and do that art. And, um, but thank you for the ways you're engaging. Um, and I love your daily prayer, uh, Beth. It's, it's really, it's really beautiful. I, I've been enjoying, I think something too is, I don't know if y'all have done this is, because of that, I've been able to hear people pray and preach and sometimes sing um, and do things that I don't normally get to see. You know, mm -hmm. small churches, larger churches all across the country. And um, that's that's a real gift. Um, so just thanks. Wayne Yost is thanking you and, and others. Um, we're, we're just grateful. And um, uh, any other Final final words of blessing you'd like to share. The only thing to, to I the would folks say out is, there, it's been amazing for us to watch how far behind we thought we were in some things, and then to watch how different people do different gifts. And right. I would just encourage folks: you can't, like you just said, we can't do everything. If you learn one thing and do it for a week, that's really. That's great. That's been helpful. So I would say um, your congregation might be giving you a lot of suggestions. I mean, we've had half yeah. the choir say, let's do a virtual choir. It's okay to say no. no. <laughs> it's okay to say, I do not have the bandwidth to do this right now, but thank you. And I would just reiterate what you said, Lee. Take care of yourselves. Make sure mm -hmm. you're doing the stuff you're supposed to be doing. Resting, praying, eating sensibly, getting exercise, mm -hmm. turning off the screens. And God's going to love you no matter what happens. Amen. Byron is asking, how are you taking care of your spirit? And it sounds like you just gave an answer to that. Yeah, um, I but... also find myself, if I read the news, I go to the dark side. And so I really have to limit how much limit taken in. Mm -hmm. yeah. now, I would say that um, besides Comfort TV, we both are doing comfort reading. Mm -hmm. I'm rereading books that I love. Got great that's idea. That's a spiritual thing for me again. I'm rereading The Lord of the Rings because it's just, <laughs> it's so, the books are so much better than the movies, but it just is a story of people who went through hardship together, right? Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm here. Yeah. 
And you're a nerd, and we love that. <laughs> Y'all both are. It's so good to hear you laugh. So good to see, literally see you. And um, let's check in, check in again soon. And best to your daughter and to your dog and to Portland, to Westminster. And um, uh, uh, know that uh, the one who created you, the one who uh, redeemed you, the one who sustained you, just as you said, Beth, is with us all the time yes uh, thanks ladies. amen and peace man. be with you bye. <laughs> bye now. thanks bye bye, bye, -bye.